I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And welcome to Apple Talk, where technology meets psychology. And we talk about Facebook and Microsoft and Apple and all of the tech companies and how they interrelate with our lives. Use and abuse us? That too. I'm livid, Georgia. I'm livid. Are you livid? James Gunn totally stole my look. <laughs> he did. He's on the it's Suicide true. Squad junket, and it's just, it's like watching myself. Yeah, I know. But much smart, younger and smarter. And probably way richer. <laughs> I, let's, you couldn't let's let me say, have at least let's this. Let's say definitely more rich, but maybe smarter. <laughs> well, he's got talented. like the Guardians maybe. of the Galaxy. He's got the Suicide Squad, and they he can't let me have this. They haven't. They haven't offered it to you yet. Oh, that's you could true. rock it out. I think you do a great job. Yes, I would totally. You know why? Because my reflexes are so good. Nothing goes Nothing over my goes head. Nothing goes over your head. I would catch it. You would catch I it. I would catch it. You would. I also caught something else. Actually, John Gruber brought this uh, to my our collective attention. Remember there was this whole Pegasus scandal? Yes. Where the NSO group, this Israeli security company who sells uh, iOS and Android exploits to third parties, basically countries that aren't America, the UK, they can't afford their own. They outsource their exploits. Uh, it's a lot of Saudi Arabia, it's uh, Mexico, it's you know Middle Eastern countries, India, surrounding areas. And those were used against journalists and activists and dissidents and all those things. And it was, it was a huge brouhaha. A, a week or so ago, because they managed to break into even fairly recent iPhones. But uh, Gruber remembered that back in 2017, the NSO group testified that Facebook, Facebook tried to license Pegasus code. Wait, wait. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yes. Would they do that? Yes, it was for, and so this was a rationale. Facebook had been monitoring our behavior on iOS. They wanted to see which apps, well, iOS wait, and Android. Wait, Really? Shocked. Shocked am I to find gambling in this. Yeah, no, they were trying to figure out what apps we were using because then they would try to buy them, like WhatsApp or Instagram, because they considered them threats and they wanted to buy them. They wanted competitive knowledge. And they could do that on Android, but they couldn't do it on iOS anymore. Apple shut them down. So they tried this dodgy, they bought this Anova VPN, offered people a free VPN so that they could monitor our behavior again. And then Apple shut that down. And then they put it out again and they were doing it secretly and paying teenagers to use it so they could snoop on their behavior. And Apple, remember they removed their whole enterprise certificate yes. and all the Facebook internal apps shut down and they yeah. panicked. Well, it turns out they went to, uh, to NSO and tried to license Pegasus code, not the part to remotely exploit iPhones, because they don't need that. People install Facebook anyway, but the ability to monitor us through the same technology that authoritarian governments use to monitor dissidents and political enemies and other parties and things. And for me, the shocking piece to this is how this is not criminal. Like, how can they get away with doing this and not have anyone prosecuted? And barely anyone even bats an eye. And my most shocked, I was truly shocked, not fake Facebook shocked, <laughs> but I was actually shocked that they're still pulling in huge profits. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because, uh, oh, you're talking about because the app tracking transparency didn't, maybe it's too hasn't early for yet, that. Hasn't yet affected yes. them. And they have said that probably the next quarter we're going to notice a dip. Please. Maybe, but maybe they've just been protesting because they want our data and it's not really going to affect their profits because well, advertising it didn't, it didn't so far. is ludicrously profitable no matter what you do it. And people still use Facebook. Yeah. Why are people still using Facebook? Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, it's it's immensely popular now with, uh, it, they would call, I don't want to be gen, like Gen X, us, like our, our type of people, it's immensely popular. 
uh, still and people use it. Uh, I mean, where else are you going to spread your disinformation? And anywhere else. You can spread it anywhere <laughs> No, it's else. not as easy to spread it. Anywhere. Like, you basically have cable news and Facebook. That's the only place to spread your disinformation. That's true. I guess other places are actually trying to monitor that. Yes. And, then, and will shut you down. Yes. Yep. But still, oh, get everyone off of Facebook, please. So is the, there's no evidence that they actually went through with this. And maybe they didn't need to. Maybe they figured out other ways of doing it. Um, but that that whole strategy of analyzing our behavior for any reason, of course, is offensive. Like, again, like, F you pay me. If you want my behavior, pay me. Um, and I guess they were with Inova, but they were doing it in a, in a really sneaky, uh, sneaky way. But just the idea that they would look at legit, like, counter espionage or espionage spyware, like stuff that's used, like, like not even like the nice kind, like the James Bond kind, but like the, the James Bond villain type of spyware. And they were spyware. going after their users. Yes. Right? So this yes. is also, you know, how much respect and care, which again, no one should be shocked, but how much respect and f care does Facebook even have? They're doing this to the people that are already Facebook users. Yeah. And even after this came out, I don't really see it anywhere. No one's batting an eye. There is no outrage. There's no pitchforks. Yeah. Grab your pitchforks. And Facebook's even been successful at drumming up well, they pay a lot of lobbyists to go and try to like get Apple and and I think in some ways Google as well into trouble because they they don't want to be like uh, what was Mark Zuckerberg's line? We need to inflict pain on Apple. Right, and and that's like again that's a an issue with should lobbyists should you be able to lobby governments and officials to be able to sway their votes, yeah. which is highly effective. Yeah. So maybe they should not be allowed to do that. And all you big companies do. You get all the laws you do. pay for. <laughs> Yeah, by yep. this law, it's only you although know, Facebook outspends 000. Facebook outspends a lot of other tech companies. Um, they have to. It hasn't helped them recently because a lot of they're getting a lot of antitrust action coming their way as well. But just the idea that so what really bugs me is this idea that they seem to think it's they it's theirs by divine right, like it's not ours. They're not taking our thing. It's owed to them. It belongs to them. They like they they deserve it and. We have no right to protest. It's almost like, how dare we? I, I don't know if that's just the spin versus, I think that they say, we're, why ask permission if I can just do it and then I will say I'm sorry and we will stop if they get caught because there are no consequences. And if you enact, well, there's no rules that really mitigate this anyways, which we need to have certain regulations in place because yeah. if not, this is what happens. But even without that, I could see Facebook trying everything out because if it's just a fine, it's a slap on the wrist, which really doesn't bother them at all. Yeah. And so it's not a percentage of how much they make. It's not, you know, how many people they've enacted this, that each person deserves this much money for this much trauma of their privacy violating, violated, or that there's jail time for anyone in the company. Yeah. And because of that, then anyone's going to try to grab as much as they can because there's nothing that's going to happen to them. And then where there is movement in regulation, it is so over, so far overreaching that I find it difficult, if not impossible, to support it anyway. Like in the U.S., the the whole idea of of um, what's the right way to phrase it, um, like their war on Article Two Thirty, basically, and on the First Amendment, because they want to they. they they, they call it freedom of speech, but it's the opposite of that. They want to control the speech. They want it to be their speech. Yes, they want it to be their speech. I want to be able to say my speech, and I don't want you to say your speech. And then in Canada, um, you sent me the link the other day where they want to, like, 
okay idea, like because there, people should understand, like just, I wanna make sure this is carefully phrased. First Amendment is a very US centric thing. A lot of other countries believe the government's job is to regulate speech. Like we have hate, uh, anti-hate anti-hate laws in Canada and they want to enforce that but like with the 24-hour turnaround on platforms it, it's the way that you enact it that yeah. then can be that slippery slope that then makes government say well we should just let people say anything not being able to say anything and being able to say anything are both two sides of an issue and they're both yeah. problems where issues can come out and where you're trying to incite violence or trying to discriminate um, it can have actual effects where people can die and our fines are astronomical, like at like percentages of gross income for the companies. But there's also no protections against abuses. So, for example, if there is hate speech, hate speech you could order a takedown. But you could just brigade like LGBTQ plus or yes. you know, uh, um, what's the right word for it? Um, any group you don't like, any marginalized group you don't like, you could just brigade that and it'll be instantly taken down. Yes. And it'd be very difficult to get it put back up. Yes. Like there's no protection against that sort of abuse and in the system. And if you are a individual person, you can't really fight it. It's not an yes. easy thing to be able to fight, to be able to understand what you have to fight. And so it ends up making people, the, the freedom of being able to have dialogue and discourse becomes really small, which is another issue. Yeah. Because let's say it, when people hear something that they don't like, they go rail against this and try to battle it in every single way, shape possible. And then people are just not going to say anything at all. And this is like, I mean, we're not being too provincial here. This is the Canadian version because the, it's in the news right now. But Germany and many other European countries are flirting, if not in process of making very similar laws. And if we've seen anything with the EU and the way like we now have those cookie things everywhere, like it's, it was a good idea, but so badly implemented that we now have cookie fatigue. Because every website we go to has this big pop-up. And they're not cookies. the cookies we get to eat no, cookies. No. These are not happy cookies. No, these are these are tracking cookies. And it's yeah. just like, find the, like find the goal you want and then reverse engineer it. And then, but make sure it's, a, it's, it's the right goal. And you need to have the knowledge behind that yeah. to be able to understand what you're dealing with. Yeah, get experts, including experts from these companies, because there are people in these companies that care desperately about this stuff. Like even if the CEOs don't, there are people within the companies that care about it. Maybe independent people. <laughs> I don't know. The people that are working for the companies, I'm sure that they will be touting the company's needs. You know who, you know who should, they should hire? Who should they hire? Elon Musk. Really? Now, why should they hire Elon Musk? Because he could be like the CEO of everything. He'd be CEO of Apple. Yeah, I heard that he wanted that. that so this is the weirdest story. The gist of this story, it's from a new book coming out and it was reviewed in the LA Times and the excerpt, which is apparently the only juicy excerpt in the entire book, is that uh, Tim Cook called up Elon Musk and said, we want to buy Tesla. And Elon said, cool, uh, I want to be CEO. And Tim was like, CEO of Tesla, you want to stay CEO of Tesla? I mean, we can, we can talk about that. Elon was like, no, I want to be CEO of Apple. And then Tim Cook dropped the Tim bomb, the Tim F bomb on him and hung up. And uh, Elon Musk says this never happened. He wanted to sell Tesla to Apple when he called it their darkest hour, when it looked like they weren't gonna get Model 3 production going on Tesla. And Tim Cook wouldn't even take the meeting. And Tim Cook said he'd never spoken to Elon Musk, but there is a picture of them together from 2016 at a White House function where there's just like this, the CEO of Oracle in between them. So this, this is where we are with that story. But this is how rumors start, right? Like they become like this little tiny fire and then everyone amplifies it and then it becomes truth. Right? Like people yes. don't really care about Reese. We've become really lazy 
right? Like we don't even read the article anymore. Like we'll just read the title. Whatever the title says, we see it enough times, we now believe that this is what happened. And the problem with that is that like, so Tim Cook says that they've never talked. Yes. Elon Musk says they've never talked, they've never even written to each other. Yes. Now, why would they lie? Like Elon Musk, like Tim Cook is a very, one is I don't see him dropping the F-bomb for for that. I, yes. Like, it would take a lot. He seems to be very down to earth. Well, he has said seem... bloody. He has said bloody in public before. I say bloody in public all <gasps> the time. I know. Okay. I do. I do. He doesn't care about the bloody ROI, Georgia. I, you know, and that's about as fiery as I've, yeah. I've seen him get. And and even that, his tone is still. He's a southern classic. gentleman. He's he's very. Go war eagles. Um, but Elon Musk does not have much of a filter. No. He should have Twitter sometimes taken. He has sometimes no he upper brain mediation. Sometimes he should put his phone down. What does it mean to have no upper brain mediation? He doesn't have none. Okay. But when he gets upset, he will just throw out whatever he cares to. Yes. And he'll meme. He will. He'll he'll do many things. He'll <laughs> say things that he should not say. Yes. So I don't see him. Who is he protecting? Yeah. I, like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't gonna, protect Cook. He wouldn't protect <laughs> no. Tim, Tim Cook, and it would not ruin his reputation. He would drive the Cybertruck over Tim Cook and then back up and drive it over him right? again. He, and he doesn't mind saying things that are out there. So yes. I don't see him lie. Like, there's no benefit to him to yes. lie. And so if they're both saying exactly the same story and their personality types, it fits with that. Tim Cook does not see, like, I don't see him lying about something so small. Everyone can lie, but I don't well, see him lying sit, about like, something Like, if there was a CEO of Oracle between us and we didn't know each other, could we have, like, a... A hundred percent. Yeah? A hundred percent that Like, he wouldn't happen. go, good morning, and then go back to... No, because they are in, it, this was in a White House official meeting. Yeah. You should not speak unless spoken to. Yes. There are lots of things and happening. And Tim was not, like, by his, like, if you do facial reading, yes. he was not happy to be there. This, this was, this was, like... Awkward. It yeah. looked awkward. Everyone looked a little bit awkward. Everyone looked like they were there in an official capacity yeah. to be able to say something. I don't think that anyone would want to be paying attention to someone else. And if you've ever gone to a conference or a meeting, I've sat with like other people that I've worked with and like we sometimes give each other the eye and I know them already. I've already spoken to them and we're like, you know, but I don't want to interrupt the speaker because it's something very important. So that he I'm wasn't like, like Elon wasn't showing Tim the Anakin meme. This is no, this is not high school, right? When you, when you, when you think the PNG has a right. transparent background and it yeah. doesn't. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I could see this happening, right? Like yeah. you would say like, oh, could it be possible? A hundred percent, this could be hot, possible. And again, like the picture looks a little bit damning because they're kind of close to each other. Like yeah, they are pretty close. But they weren't chatting. No. They were sitting, looking at someone, looking very serious, having to be there in an official capacity. And it's probably better for them not to say anything because they may offend someone. And Elon seemed like, seems upset that Tim wouldn't even take his meeting. Because he said originally in the original tweet two years ago that Tesla was worth one-tenth of what it was worth now as if like oh tim you screwed up and now he says it was it it was worth it's like six percent of what it is now i don't know if it was upset or it looked sounded well, like, embarrassed. like he thought it was rude yeah that tim wouldn't take the meeting maybe i think that it was he was a little bit embarrassed that he has to admit that yeah. tim didn't take the meeting like he didn't even answer like there wasn't even a meeting set up it wasn't a okay at some point um because now his company is really big and so i think that he mentioned that because his ego was a little bit hurt yeah and now he's and strutting so, now a little bit of a flex of like, yeah. you know, we were we were only this big and this is why Tim Cook didn't talk to me. And so again, I don't, I see him saying, if they talk to me, I, I fully see Elon Musk going like, of course he talked to me, I'm Elon Musk. Yeah, back then it was big bank, take little bank, and now he's he's got a medium-sized bank. 
Yeah, and and I so I I, I believe them. I believe them okay. both. I don't believe the hype. I don't think that that happened. It doesn't fit their personality type, and it they both say the same story. So what do you think about this going so viral? Like, like, like obviously for me it was like all about publicity, but like we still like every like. Nobody cared, to put this in Captain Picard terms, he wanted his tea spilled, Earl Grey, hot, and he got Darjeeling, but it was still tea. You know what I mean? It's like it was fake, but it was still gossip, and so it still spread. Anytime that you, like, this is, this was so spicy, like, even just saying, like, Tim Cook said, like, someone created that. Yes, it was engineered. Right? Yeah, because, like, how would have anyone heard like Tim Cook had other people in the room while so he's the dropping author, the bomb? Um, Higgins, the author, not Higgins from Bagnum P.I., I made that mistake too. Oh, Higgins, the yeah. author, said that uh, it was a story that was It was a story that was passed around inside dun, dun, te uh, Tesla that they heard from Elon Musk. And so I was wondering if it was like maybe right after the Joe Rogan podcast when Elon was feeling just a little too happy. Right. I, I think that someone was, was just, someone says a joke, someone else thinks, like, it's like, you know, the broken telephone, yes. where one person says something, someone else hears it offhand, and then it just spreads like wild, yeah. wildfire. So I, I think it was probably something that's closer to that, because, uh, again, so if, if it was someone on, like, what, he was on speakerphone with Tim Cook? Like, do you really, <laughs> do you stay on speakerphone when you're talking to Tim Cook? That's already sounds, and he, they weren't that big then. They were desperate, like, so I don't see him, like, I maybe, like maybe Elon Musk said something with an F-bomb about Tim Cook and someone else said, Tim Cook said the F-bomb to Elon Musk and it, it kind of blew out of proportion. And because they're huge figures, because anytime you mention Apple, like you mentioned Tim Cook sneezes yeah. and things happen and it, it gets reblogged. It gets reblogged. Yeah. So this one is really interesting. And people that we look up to, we want to consume as much information about it. Yeah, yeah. And Elon said he doesn't want to be CEO of anything, which I think tracks. Like, the dude just wants to go to Mars. Yeah, any, he's any, done. Anything that's not having to do with Mars, he has no interest why in. Does he, why does he have to anymore? Why work? Because he wants like, to go to Mars. Because like everyone else would be like, ooh, CEO, of course he'd want... No, it's work. Yeah. He doesn't need to work. He can just do fun projects that he wants to. Well, but I think it's helps. I don't think that's true. I think he desperate like for like he has his entire will bent upon getting to mars and that's why you have tesla that's but why that you have spacex work for that's him. What, well sure that is sure. for him his way of of blowing up his own name well i i, I don't know him I, I can't, owning apple is not yeah like, apple doesn't help him no. but it's like he's got this single-minded fixation on this to the to yeah. like the like to the nth degree yeah but like like, like nothing else matters in this yes, universe except him getting he to mars he has his one goal yeah. And it's not owning Apple. So it doesn't make sense either for him to want to. And I can completely yeah. understand yeah. that. He should Apple pursue the things earthly. that are fun for him. <laughs> Apple's not going to Mars. Yes, Apple have too many. Like, I just want to build a rocket. You can't, Elon. You have a shareholder's meeting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We've seen and how much he tolerates to, that. He would have to work. Yeah. I don't give a damn about the iPhone unless you make it a Martian communicator. No, I don't see him caring what color an iPhone is yes. or why this. I don't. It's not even his wheelhouse. Yeah. So I don't see him wanting to do that. And the fit that. and finish on the Macs would be terrible. Like the cheese grater wouldn't fit right on the top. It would just, the whole, oh, is that but too soon? But it would open up really soon. cool. Yeah, it would have beautiful Like then glowing. I would get my glowing back icon with a little tiny stand But only if you're one phone. of the first hundred people to order it. Then I might be the first yes. hundred. We would be back in line. Remember when we used to do that, Renee? We used oh, to God. wait in line for the iPhone oh, God. at the iPhone place. We would wait for a day uh, and all sit right. there. 
right, so, <laughs> Sorry, am I not supposed to out us? No, that was that was great. It was a whole cultural movement. I mean, I'm in some ways I'm sad that those are over because those were those were sort of like an event. We did it for work though too. But Angela so. Aaron's didn't want. Uh, she thought it was a bad customer experience. She wanted so she wanted people to be able to get their iPhones and not have to camp out. So she made the ordering process. It, it was more a good. She did a good job with yes. it. She did a good job. But I missed. But the marketing the, people hated that because that was such a big story every year. It was all the people lined up for iPhones. Yep. So we still have our bonus segment for you. So if you're a Nebula subscriber, just stick with us. Uh, we're going to get right into that. And if you're not, why aren't you? You should be. You totally should be. And you can be for 15 bucks a year. And you get Curiosity Stream, which has awesome documentaries and series about everything, including Mars. There's how to pack for Mars, uh, which I thought was, you know, like, I would pack all the wrong things. I found it. I watched this documentary. Can you pack Earth? No. You know mm -hmm. why? It doesn't fit in your carry-on. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oversized item fee for Earth is something. Uh, although we should. They should just, you know, just make engines on Earth and then he could move us. If we can terraform Mars, why don't we just fix Earth? It, even thought, Dr. Manhattan couldn't same. terraform Mars. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's mm. true. Why don't we fix Earth? Yeah. That's an idea, Georgia. Ship Maybe. it. Maybe. Ship it. Um, $15 a year gets you Curiosity Stream, all their documentaries, all their series, and a Nebula, a Nebula subscription for free, which has my videos, Georgia's videos, MKBHD, iPhone Doe, Jordan Harrod, Alex, a low-spec gamer, just so many, so many good videos. Just go to CuriosityStream.com slash Apple Talk, sign up, and you'll get an email with your CuriosityStream account, a second email, CuriosityStream, I just said it again, CuriosityStream, Curiosity second email with your uh, Nebula account, and you'll be good to go. And if you're not doing that, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can check me out. I'm on Twitter. It's Georgia underscore Dow. Um, my email, Georgia at WestmountTherapy.com. And if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, it's uh, anxiety-videos.com. And you can find me at YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie or at, at Renee Ritchie. Oh, yeah, on... I'm on YouTube, too. Yeah, yeah I forgot about YouTube? that. It's, it's YouTube.com slash Georgia Dow. Yes. Did I do it right this yes, time? Yes, you did. You did. Okay, sorry. And then I'm also at Renee Ritchie on Instagram, but not on on Snapchat? TikTok. No, TikTok, TikTok I'm the, the Renee Ritchie. The real Renee Ritchie? Real Renee Ritchie. Real Renee Ritchie. Real Renee Ritchie. Real Renee. No was, the. Yes, no the, just real Renee Ritchie. I think if it's good for Dr. Mike, it's good for me. So check that out. Um, see you next time.